Hallelujah. Come on, let's just give the Lord some praise. Amen. He is exalted. He alone is exalted. Hallelujah. Everyone turn in the scriptures to Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14. And the Lord bless you for your faithful giving of the Lord's tithe and offerings. And thank you, Worship Arts Department, for leading us in worship. Amen. Amen. Exodus chapter 14. We've been preaching about miracles. Our God is a miracle God. Amen. Miracles are his forte. If your God is not doing miracles, uh, let me encourage you to change gods. My God does miracles. My God's still alive. Amen. You may serve a dead God. You may serve a has-been God. I'm here to declare my God's still on the throne. Amen. Exodus chapter 14, verse 21. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. Everybody say sea. I want you to see the sea. I want you to see what he did to the sea. Amen. He parted the sea. But Moses had to do something. I believe God's just looking for some people to stretch out some hands of faith. Amen. That means church has got to get your hands out of your pockets. He could have never stretched his hand over the sea if he, didn't have, if he had them in his pocket. Amen. you got to stretch forth your hand, release something that's in your hand. Amen. Some faith that's in your hand. The Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided and the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon dry ground. I want everybody to say dry ground. And the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. You may be seated. Challenges do not frustrate God, nor do they surprise Him. God's omniscient, amen? That means He's all-knowing. He's not surprised by the things that come our way. He's not challenged. He's not overwhelmed them by them. The Red Sea in front of Israel was a huge obstacle. Here, you've just come out of Egypt by the hand of the Lord and, and God's delivered a nation of people, upwards of two to three million people, and you're standing there and you look at the Red Sea. Uh, they were following God, and God led them to an obstacle. I haven't said this the last two weeks, but sometimes when you follow God, God leads you to a challenge. We, we need to see the big picture here. Sometimes in our following the leading of the Lord, they're following the cloud of glory. God led them to an obstacle. He led them to a Red Sea. There was something standing in front of them. But you see, God sees from before the beginning to the end. Amen. He, he sees what lies ahead and he knows what's happening. Amen. Sometimes all we see is the sea. We see what's standing before us. And the people saw the problem. In verse 10, they, their hearts were filled with fear. And they cried to the Lord. And they were so filled with fear, finally Moses has to say to the people in verse 13, don't run, stand still. Our first thought process, because you see we're still carnal people, amen. You can pinch yourself and still see that you have natural uh, a part of your life, amen. Uh, our natural side of man says fear, fear, amen. 
There's a big red light that goes on, obstacle, uh, sea in front, Egyptians behind, fear, and they begin to cry out. I'm telling you, that is the natural side of life. But I want to help you with something from the spiritual side in just a moment. And so rather than run, he says, stand still. Rather than you throw in the towel today and say, well, I just quit. I, I, I just, I can't handle this. There's, there's an obstacle in front of me and there's a challenge before me. And so I'm just, I'm telling you, the devil wants you to throw in the towel. The, the devil wants some things to come out of your mouth uh, that are doubt and fear and negative and, and bemoaning the wall of water that's before you. Uh, uh, he said, stand still, and he said, hold your peace. I've come with a, a fresh word this morning that I haven't emphasized the last two weeks. You need to hold your tongue. Don't let your tongue curse your circumstances and make them worse. You need to hold your peace and you need to stand still. Moses had to encourage an entire nation of people, don't murmur, don't complain, don't look at the obstacle and think that your God's on a far journey. Hold your peace and just stop for a few moments. Uh, we just need to get our bearings straight. Uh, you need to just uh, uh, get the GPS of heaven uh, tuned in uh, to the word of God and release some word and, and some life into the situation that God's still on his throne. That God's still greater than the adversity. That God still can turn miracles uh, from situations that seem so desperate. Amen. He still turns water into wine today. And he can still make a highway through the sea. You just need to see. Amen. Point number one, verse 15, he tells them to go forward. Now, you, you, here you are positioned and in front of you is a Red Sea. Behind you are the Egyptians. To your sides are mountain ranges. So you really don't have a great option of what all you can do here. And God says, go forward. God, you see what's in front of me? God gives a command and he gives direction here. Sometimes you're needing a word from the Lord and God is saying, go forward. That is a command and that is direction. They weren't to go backward. They weren't to go to their sides. Okay, God, you want me to go forward you're going to have to do something. You want me to take this step of faith? You want me to do this thing? You want me to, there's a Red Sea. I mean, the Red Sea is over 1,400 miles long. Uh, at its widest point, 220 miles uh, wide, uh, 7,000 feet deep. It's pretty deep. It's a pretty big obstacle. And you want me to go forward? There's a sea in front of me. Sometimes I'm telling you, God is initiating you to take a step of faith. He's telling you to go forward. Well, God, this is strictly going to be by faith because there's no way in the natural this is going to work out. I mean, how could two or three million people get through a Red Sea? And yet God says, go into the sea. Go forward. Sometimes, I, I want to tell you, friends, God didn't just tell the children of Israel something that he doesn't tell us today. There's going to be points and times in your faith, if you're listening to the Spirit of God, if you're listening to the voice of God, you gotta, you're going to hear a go forward. 
But God. Don't but God. Don't discount God. Don't doubt God. God's saying, go forward. And that was the word that he gave to us. And I remind us, friends, we're living in the year of double-double. Everybody needs to hear this because this year will be over before you know it. And it's the year 5775. And it is the year of double rest and completion. And it is the year of double grace and favor. And there is a reason God is telling people to go forward and to take steps of faith. Because there are things that God wants to release into their lives. When they went forward, there were some things that were about to happen. They could not see that. You, you see, Moses translates this word to a congregation of people, and not one of them, I, I don't even know that Moses fully understood what God was about to do. He just knew he had the word from the Lord, and by faith he had to speak it. Go forward. Go forward. But you see, God was wanting to release some deliverance and some breakthrough and a passageway into a divine destiny. Uh, they did, uh, you know, they just knew they had some obstacles. They knew that you sit here on this Sunday morning, you know you got some challenges, you got some obstacles, you got some things that maybe you're just all around your life encircled with some things. I'm telling you, get some direction and get a command and it's going to require a step of faith. Your breakthrough will never come without a step of faith. I'm telling you, the promised land will never come without a step of faith. The miracle that you need will never come without a step of faith somebody's got to get a hold of the go forward and you got to take a step of faith with the command hallelujah then he tells Moses stretch everybody say stretch stretch forth your hand I want everybody to go to Isaiah 54 and I want you to look at the scripture I, I felt this scripture in my heart as I was studying this passage this week, and I've just been reading from numbers of different commentaries and looking and even, even some maps on Google of the Red Sea area and potentially where they could have crossed and just looking at some of the data, I'm telling you that the Red Sea was a huge obstacle. Do you think the obstacle in front of you is greater than the Red Sea that confronted Israel? But pastor, that was 3,500 years ago. Let me tell you, God hadn't gone out of business in 3,500 years. God hadn't changed. Amen. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He can still part waters in your behalf. And that may be for somebody this morning in this early service. You're just needing to take a step, step of faith. And God's ready to part some water so you're going to walk through. Amen. But he says to Moses, and he tells him, stretch forth. Well, in Isaiah 54, look at this. Verse 2, it says, enlarge the place of thy tent. Let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Don't spare anything. Lengthen thy cords, strengthen thy stakes, for thou shalt, look what happened when they stretched forth. Thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. Do you know that the walls of water became a, a, a wall on the right hand and on the left? God uses certain verbiage in certain places because when they stretched, when they took that step of faith to enlarge the place of their tent, 
uh, they would and stretch forth uh, the curtains of your habitation. Spare not, lengthen the cords. You're going to break forth on the right and the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles, and you're going to make desolate cities to become inhabited. Come, somebody say amen. Amen. The answer to the darkness in Isaiah 60 is a step of faith. Arise and shine. But pastor, the darkness is dark and there's gross darkness upon the people. I have heard this dozens of times this week. Uh, uh, there is so much darkness out there. There is so much evil in our world. Uh, I, I listened to a, a, a report this week about how many gangs are in, our, in the greater Jacksonville area. It's actually all northeast Florida. It's unbelievable, the gang activity in north Florida. Uh, and, and what is, I, I listen to report after report and, and things defining our culture and de, things defining uh, the hour in which we live. The Bible says in verse 2 of Isaiah 60, there's going to be darkness upon the people, gross darkness. And, and so we realize the enemy is flooding this old world with, with, with all of his junk out of hell in these last days. But, but in the midst of it, God says, arise and shine. Thy light is come. The answer to the darkness is for the church to arise. The answer to the problem is for not uh, to just sit back and bemoan the problem and look at the sea and, de and, and declare the, the parameters of the sea and the depth of the sea, uh, the length and the width of the sea and the salt content of the sea. Uh, uh, the answer is to get up and shine the glory of God. Telling you, that is a command that's been given to this church. And part of the vision of Arise is to see many come to faith in Christ. God gave us this vision that through this vision, we were going to see many coming to faith in Christ. And over the last 12 months, friends, we have seen uh, a, a lot of people give their life to Jesus. Amen. And I want us to give the, a praise offering to the Lord because, friends, this is all God. Amen. Amen. But it's also, Arise has been about building some buildings. And you see the building under construction across the street. Hopefully this week they'll begin to uh, get that roof finished and, and uh, dry it in. And, and so, but it's, it's building some buildings. But it's also about blessing Israel. And it has been incredible that through the giving of this congregation to the vision God gave our church family. To this vision God gave us, we have been able to bless Israel and do some incredible things and to bless ministries and, and, and to sow a lot of seed there. And that's what the Arise vision is all about. God gave us a vision. He told us to write the vision, make it very plain for everyone to understand so that people could run with the vision. They, they could put their hands around. They could become a part of the vision and help see the vision accomplished. And friends, next Sunday, we're going to give you an opportunity. If you're new in the church, over the last 12 months, hundreds of people have come into this church and made Evangel Temple their church home over the last 12 months. And we sent out several hundred letters to just new members who have joined. Over 200 new members this year that have joined the church, not counting all the new people that are attending. And we sent out letters just trying to explain and articulate the vision so that people can better understand. Because, friends, it's important for you to understand and for you to be a part of the vision that God has given to Evangel Temple that we're called to arise and shine the light of His presence in a sin-darkened world. 
I mean, if the church doesn't do it, who's going to do it? We're called to make a difference in this hour. Somebody say amen. I want everyone to be prepared. If you have not made an arise commitment to at whatever God gives you, whatever God, whatever level of faith God puts in your heart, I want you to take that step of faith next week. My wife and I, for 12 months, we have been giving at a level and a step of faith we've never done. We'll celebrate 38 years of marriage in just a few days. And uh, we, we've always been tithers. We've always been givers. But we took a step of faith. And we looked at each other because we felt this was, the, this was God speaking to us to do something we've never done and at a level we've never done. But I want to tell you, we've seen the miracles of God for 12 months. We've seen the hand of God. I'm telling you, God still opens Red Seas today. Amen. And God still does miracles. And I'd love to, for everyone to be a channel. Amen. Well, it's time to march. And that's what God was telling of the people of Israel. There comes a time they've been standing still and they, they've got their, their spiritual bearings under them. They've heard the command of the Lord and it became time uh, to march. And so Moses stretches forth his hand. I want to tell you that activity of Moses to stretch his hand was releasing God to do the miraculous. Sometimes it is the stretching forth of our hand in, in situations and in lives uh, to, to know that God wants to use our hands and make us a blessing for his work. Amen. It was an activity of faith. God never moved until Moses stretched forth his hand. We, you know, human nature says, well, God, I want you to move first. Then I'll stretch my hand. The Bible says, and he, it makes it very clear, he stretched forth his hand and then God caused the wind to blow. Sometimes the miracle is just one step of faith away, stretching forth our hand and doing something so that God is released to accomplish the miracles. And it says that when he stretched forth his hand in these verses back in Exodus 14 here, the wind began to blow. Uh, there is something powerful here because the wind represents the Holy Spirit. When Moses did something, then God did something. Amen. And it says that God drove back the sea with the wind. I, I was reading this in one of the commentaries, and there is strong emphasis here about the power that was being identified. To drive back the force of the sea. To drive back the force of the sea into walls of water. Now, I don't know if you understand this or, or have thought about this because really till I started reading and researching uh, some of the land and topography around the Red Sea, uh, that was an east wind, and if wind blows from one direction, generally, and it's hard enough, those waters will form a wall in one area. But these, this ocean was divided. This sea was divided and walls of water on either side. Now, it says it was an easterly wind. And Pastor John Harwell was telling, I was sharing this this morning with the pastors. And he said, he said well, I, I believe it came straight down out of heaven because how do you form two walls? Uh, something had to break this apart because uh, were it just wind from one direction. So that easterly and upward wind or whatever God did, it was so miraculously that the, wall, the water stood up in heaps and walls and that would not be a normal natural thing 
The water's coming from the north down. If the wind blew, it would stop those waters, and those waters would, would trail off, and you'd have a wall on one side. But from any direction, God was doing some supernatural things beyond the natural concept here. And just like the walls of Jericho, people try to surmise, it says the walls fell down flat. It literally meant something from up high had to push the walls. They didn't fall out and they didn't fall in. Something had to push the walls straight down. Only the hand or the breath of God. Sometimes we miss some of these little items that are in here, but there was a wall of water on the right and a wall of water on the left. God was preventing the Egyptians from uh, coming around on either side of them that the only thing that your enemy could do was follow you. God is positioning you, that enemy uh, that has been uh, uh, trying to attack you, trying to come against you, he's going to follow you into the place where God is going to deal with him. Amen. I, I, you need to just speak to some sickness that you're following me right into the place where God is going to deal with you, sickness. Uh, you need to speak to the enemy uh, that is coming against your finance uh, that God is going to cause you to follow me right into a place, a safe pavilion that to me, it's a wall on one side and a wall of his protection on the other side and, and, and a path that is clear, but God's just bringing you into a place where he's going to deal with you. Uh, there comes a time, friend, that we need to see the big picture that some of the things that God is doing, uh, they're much grander and much more glorious than we even can physically, naturally comprehend. But there was some kind of wind, and it originated in the east. How it came to those waters to cause them to divide right and left and form a wall, it was supernatural. But then... To dry a, a seabed out overnight, the hardest wind you could imagine, I was reading yesterday, could not have, have dried an ocean floor out in one evening. Something supernatural. God had to make a highway through that ocean floor. Uh, on the bottom of that sea, it had the muck and the mire uh, of all the centuries that was there, and, and, and you're going to take two to three million people through on dry ground. I'm telling you, that we, sometimes we, we just say, well, God did a miracle. He got them through the Red Sea. And we stop to really just dissect and understand how huge the miracle was. Uh, some of you would not be here this morning had there not been a huge miracle in your life. And I don't think you need to discount and I don't think you need to fail to understand that God divided some seas and that God caused some dry ground and God caused you to walk through some... Uh, they didn't go around the Red Sea. Some things you got to walk through. When he said go forward, that was a word that means you got to walk through. So your victory is going to come in walking through some things. Amen. It's not going to be a being afraid or trying to go around some things. You got to walk through some things. And as you walk through, you're going to see the magnitude of God on the left and on the right because God sovereignly has his hand on your life. And he's bringing you through on dry ground. But what was dry ground to Israel 
was going to be a problem in just a few minutes. Amen. Hallelujah. The water's divided by the wind. Let me remind everyone, we need the wind. We cannot quench the wind. We need the wind of God. We need to welcome the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that brings conviction. Somebody say amen. It is the Holy Spirit uh, that fills us and anoints us and empowers us and quickens us. Uh, you will find yourself with great limitation if you depend on your, well, I've got my, I've got my college degree. I, I've got my Ph.D., my Pentecostal hairdo. Amen. Uh, I, I've got everything that I, I, I need uh, in life, and I can do this thing. Yeah, you can do some things, but you can't do everything. There will be some enemies. There will be some uh, oceans and seas that will loom before you. There will be some problems that confront you that, friends, you can't buy yourself out of. You can't talk yourself through. You need God to show up and God to cause a wall of water on their left and a wall of water on your right and a dry ground for you to march through in victory towards. And it's the Holy Spirit, friends, you know what, what Jesus said, the Holy Spirit would be with you always. He said he's the comforter. If you look that up in the Greek, that is the word paraclete. And it literally means one called right beside us to assist us. I can't do it by myself. I can't manage this company. I can't lead this family. I can't win this city. We can't win this nation. We can't turn, a, you know, we can't heal a flea with a headache. But I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost with us, the Holy Spirit anointing us, the Holy Spirit touching and empowering, ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you will be my witnesses unto the ends of the earth, from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts. I'm telling you, the church needs the wind of God. We need the Spirit of God today. Be filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, those, that wall of water, and I'm going to say this in closing, I want the worship team to come back, but that wall of water was a hedge. Somebody needs this. I was reminded of Job. The devil gained access to God, and he accuses God, you've built a hedge about Job. Let me tell you, he did it also for Israel. He put one on the one side of him on the right. He put a wall of water on the left. I'm telling you, water was their, was their, their, their enemy, so to speak. It was their, their obstacle. It was their challenge. But God was about to use their challenge as their protection. Some of you just need this word this morning. What has been, what has confronted you, what has challenged you, what has stood before you, God's about to use that for your protection. He's wanting to hedge you on the left, and he's wanting to hedge you on the right, and he's wanting to make some dry ground so that you can march through in victory. Hallelujah. You've been shut in by circumstances. Get the wind of God blowing. Don't despair. Moses saw the God of miracles. Faith enabled him to ignore the natural sight. 
look beyond the Red Sea. Faith going to see a way being made where the world says there ain't no way. But faith says God can still make a way. Faith says that little is much when God is in it. The path of faith turns dangers into safeguards. The enemy could only follow. They couldn't stop. I speak that over somebody today. The, your enemy can only follow you. He can't stop you. We're going to finish this next week. But your enemy can't stop you. He can only follow you. Pharaoh followed Israel into the Red Sea. He couldn't stop him. If you'll let the wind blow, your enemy can't stop you. He can't stop you. Everyone stand. With every head bowed and every eye, first, let's raise our hands and give glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's right, up in the balcony. Just raise your hands and praise the Lord. Amen. God's still on the throne. Amen. Hallelujah. With every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here in this first service and you fail the Lord this week in any area of your life and you want to be remembered in prayer, somehow you've slipped up and you fail the Lord, you want to be remembered in prayer, I want you to slip your hand up for prayer right now. Anyone. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Yes. Anyone else? You slipped up and you failed the Lord. You want to be remembered in prayer. Amen. I see you. I see you. Amen. God bless you, man. Amen. God bless you in the back. God bless you over here to my left. Amen. What about anyone who's in this early service? Maybe watching by live streaming. You know you're not where you ought to be with the Lord know that you've not really given the Lord his place of lordship you want to be remembered in prayer I want you to slip your hand up you're not where you ought to be with Christ today you want to be remembered in prayer amen God bless you ma'am God bless you in the back over here to my right God bless you maybe you're here in this early service and you're a prodigal and you've been running from the Lord you've been wayward you, you've uh, you just know that it's time to come home. You want prayer this morning. You want to be remembered in prayer. I want you to slip your hand. If you're a prodigal, a wayward son, a wayward daughter, anyone. I want every person that's raised their hand all across this room, I want you to come to this front right now. I want some prayer partners to come, but if you raised your hand, there's any kind of spiritual need you're here this morning you're not saved or you're struggling with some things you're battling some things come on move from where you're standing come on meet me here we're gonna have a special prayer come on you're battling some things maybe you've slipped up and fallen this week and you just you want the lord's forgiveness come on i invite you to come with every head bowed i want you to repeat this prayer dear jesus i ask you for your forgiveness I come to you in the name that's above every name and by the power of the Holy Spirit. I confess my shortcomings and all my sins and I repent of those sins.
with your help, I will live for you. And I'll serve you. And I will have faith to see your hand work through my life. Thank you for the gift of salvation. And by faith, I declare that Jesus is Lord. I want everybody to say that. And by faith, I declare that Jesus is Lord. And that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, I want everybody to raise your hands. I want us to repeat that. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want you to prophesy over your children, your grandchildren. Come on. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Come on, let's sing this song in closing before anyone leaves. Come on, sing it, Terry. Hallelujah.